Hello and welcome to the Knitting on the Run podcast. This is episode 51 and today is Thursday, November 8th, 2018 and I'm calling this one craft fair season. You will see why when I reach the FO section. Segments this week include FOs, whips, spinning, out and about, on the run, and be a helper three, I need your feedback. First up, FOs. I have a ton more FOs this week, most of which are related to upcoming craft fairs, hence the title of this week's episode. So since Saturday, I have completed three fun fur hats, two doll sweaters, five doll hats. Uh, Now these are all knit on US 10 needles, so they do knit up very quickly, which makes, you know, it, it sounds more impressive than it actually is, if you know what I mean. The doll hats or, you know, tiny, they're three inches tall and only have 30 stitches and, and a tiny little crown. So you can fly through these. I actually sold two doll hats last Saturday right off the needles. Um, people came by wanting a certain color and I, you know, either just started making one or I had a clear set of needles. So I said, you know, if you've got 20 minutes or so, I can make you one right now and you can take, can take it right off my needles and take it home with you. <laughs> And they did. And the um the glass etcher next to me couldn't believe that I was literally selling things right off the needles. It was very funny. Um the other finished object I have this week is something I just completed last night, and that is a kippa. I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. I do not speak Hebrew. I'm trying to learn a little bit through this process. This is a pattern by PA Nitwit, and all the proceeds from the pattern, it's a dollar, are going to the Tree of Life Synagogue, which was attacked last week, where 11 members were murdered by a white nationalist. So on Ravelry, some folks are collecting handmade kippa to give to the Tree of Life community. And so that is where I will be sending mine. Whips. So I've got a second kippa in progress from the same pattern. I am also currently working on another hat for the craft fair. And I have actually taken a few minutes to work on a couple rows of my Rhinebeck shawl. It's slow and steady, but I'm keeping it in my purse, despite the fact that the yarn ball is ginormous compared to what I normally stuff in my purse, which is, you know, like one sock. Um, but, you know, it's it, it fits, and so I'm eking my way through it slowly. So I'm calling this my Rhinebeck shawl because it's actually this changing staircases shawl, but it's with the uh, made with the yarn that I just bought at Rhinebeck when I forgot to bring my knitting with me. Yeah, oops. Still kicking myself over that one. Spinning. So I've actually spun recently. Woohoo! I know, bit of a shocker. I've hardly spun at all since, well, really since the end of, end of, um, Tour de Fleece. It's been a while since I've really sat down and spun, so it, it felt good to be spinning again. I haven't spun that much, but I have spun a little. I'm working on a cotton sliver from Hipstrings in the recurrent theme colorway, which is a sort of dark jewel tones, blue, aqua, green, purple, and I think there's some burgundy in there too. Um, it's going to be gorgeous. I can't wait to actually knit with this. I've been wanting to knit this and play with it for a while, and um, I'm debating if it knits up the way I think it's going to knit up, I'm thinking of actually ordering a, swe- a sweater's quantity if Jill still has those colors available. and Or maybe even asking her to special order. I know she does do that sometimes and order a sweater's quantity and spin it up and knit it. So you'll see. Fingers crossed. Out and about. So as I mentioned before, I worked the NASA Craft Fair last weekend. That was held at the Nosset Middle School in Orleans, Cape Cod, Massachusetts. That is, so um, if you're looking at Cape Cod, it looks like an arm. So Nor- Orleans is just above the elbow, out on sort of the outer arm of the Cape. And it is a lovely town. 
And it was my first time working at that craft fair. I had a great time, despite a huge storm in the morning with seriously biblical rain and wind. People still came out to support the vendors, which was marvelous. And there were lots of vendors. I think there were 75. We filled up the main gym. The um, There's a back gym. And so I was in the back gym, and there was an, even an overflow into the cafeteria. So they really got a whole bunch of people. It was a really nice variety of, of um, stuff for sale. It was great. The only downside to the day was my shoes were soaked unloading my car in the morning. So that was starting around 8 a.m. I got there. And I didn't have spare shoes. I had spare clothes because you never know when you go to one of these things if they're going to be hot or cold. So I usually bring layers or varieties so I could be in short sleeves or long sleeves or, you know, layers I could take on and off to stay warm or stay cool, as the case may be. But I didn't really think to bring spare shoes with me. So my feet were soaked until I got home at 6.30 that night. Hey, yeah. Got in a shower. Really needed a shower after that. <laughs> but I survived. And I, I'm looking for it. I'm hoping to go back again next year. I really enjoyed it there. On the run. So, personally, I'm rather ashamed to admit I have not exercised at all since I last recorded. Between the craft fair and the kids being kind of borderline sick, but you don't really want to take them out in public kind of thing, but not like really sick, sleeping on the sofa sick. It was that weird in-between. So, um, I haven't really done anything much outside. On the plus side, my foot is starting to feel better. So, hopefully, I'll start pounding the pavement again soon. Fingers crossed there. Now that the boys aren't sick, I'm also hoping to get back to the pool again at our local YMCA and start doing some more laps. And for running talk in this sub-segment, I want to talk today about the myth that running is bad for your knees. Yeah, you heard me. The myth. Because it really is a myth. Multiple studies of both recreational runners and people who are new to running show that running actually decreases inflammation and runners are less likely to develop osteoarthritis. Now, there's been some question about this over the years. Are the people who like to run just more likely to have healthy knees in general? And that's actually been shown to be false. There's also been questions of people who run tend to be thinner. Could that be part of it? Well, yes, being thinner definitely puts less pressure on your knees and helps prevent osteoarthritis. But when you control for weight, it's still true. Even heavier runners are less likely to develop osteoarthritis in their knees. So multiple studies, including one that I will link to here, which is a 2016 study from Brigham Young University and published in the European Journal of Applied Physiology, can help us understand why this is. So this study looked at both um, markers, inflammation markers in your blood and inflammation markers in the synovial fluid. So if you're like me, I had absolutely no idea what synovial fluid is. So that is the fluid inside your joint that lubricates it, that keeps everything going. Think of it kind of like your body making your very own WD-40 to keep your joints moving comfortably. So the synovial fluid let the scientists see what was happening inside the knee itself. When you look at inflammatory markers in the blood system, they could come from anywhere in your body because your blood literally travels everywhere. But when you're looking at inflammatory markers in the synovial fluid in one particular joint, it can only come from that joint. So it's really specific. And what the scientists found was that after putting folks on a treadmill for 30 minutes at a comfortable pace, you know, not pushing them too hard, just a nice casual running pace, the synovial fluid in their knees had anti-inflammatory markers. 
So that's why folks with osteoarthritis are told to exercise as much as they are physically able to, because exercise actually reduces the inflammation in the joints that you're using. It's really amazing when you think about it. It's your body is actually trying to heal itself through movement. It's really cool. I mean, isn't like nature and biology just amazing? Okay, last segment. Here we are. Be a helper. We're going to do be a helper three, but I need your feedback. We need to figure out when we're going to run it, and I want to hear from you folks. So here are my thoughts. I can't run a craft along that ends in August. I now understand why Lala from the Nick Girls hates <laughs> when she ends stuff at back to school time. I get it now. My, my apologies, Lala, for asking why, you know, why wouldn't you want to do that? Yeah, I get it now. I totally get it. I'm so sorry. So my family schedule is normally nuts in August. Plus, it looks like we're going to have family visiting from overseas visiting us next August. So my schedule will be totally and utterly bunker balls. The first Be a Helper cow we did was actually during the winter. And I've noticed in general, I, I knit with plant fibers, as you folks all know, plant fibers and some animal fibers. But So I knit year-round because a tank top made of bamboo doesn't weigh anything. But a lot of folks seem to actually take the summer off from knitting. So I was wondering, do we want to move the Be a Helper cow back to winter? What do you think? Should we run it in conjunction with the holiday season? So people who like to knit for charity during, say, Hanukkah, or Christmas, any other winter holidays, they can participate? Or should we run it after the holiday season so gift knitters can participate? Perhaps we should start it in December and end it in February to give everybody more flexibility. So please let me know what you think. I want to hear from you. What do you think would work well for you and what do you think would work well for other knitters? So I'm going to wrap this show up here. We're going to keep it quick this week. I have to get back to work making a few more things from the craft fair and then go pick up my son at preschool. So we'll keep it short and sweet. Keep those legs and those needles moving. Bye-bye. I can be found on Ravelry as Windswept Monique and on Instagram as Windswept Monique. I'm Windswept Knits on Facebook and Twitter or visit me at windsweptknits.com. Please visit the Ravelry group Knitting on the Run slash Windswept Designs. Leave any feedback and join the group. Can't wait to see you there. Bye-bye.